Before we get started, just want to give everyone a heads up that the audio on my end was a little bit less than desirable in this episode. A problem popped up after I had recorded that I did not notice when I did the test and didn't hear while we were recording. It just happened when I started the editing, which is always the best time for a problem to arise. Uh, but that's okay. You know, just pretend that my audio, uh, you found it in a dusty, dusty record bin and it's on a nice vinyl pressing. It's from the past, maybe. It's a time capsule. Uh, Just pretend that it's an audio soundscape that I created for you, the listener. (laughs) Uh, So again, apologies for that. As you can tell, the problem has been fixed, uh, for this is the same microphone. I learned a little bit about cables and how they should not be bent at a 90-degree angle if (laughs) if you want to use them properly. So still learning. Uh, Apologies again. And let's get on to the episode with Mr. Jim Viscarni from Let's Talk Comics, and I hope you enjoy it. Hooray! Hello, and welcome to Matt and Brett Love Comics. This is one of your hosts, Brett. Matt is off uh, fighting back the hordes of drunken comedy show goers. Uh, at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater East in downtown Manhattan. Uh, but today we have a, I have, I have a special guest. Uh, you might recognize his name from the internets uh, or his new podcast, which is amazing that we will definitely be talking about. Uh, Let's Talk Comics. This is Jim Viscardi. Hello. Hello, yeah. Uh, how's it going? It's so weird being on the on the other end of that because you always feel a little awkward asking you know like when you're doing an intro (laughs) and you're setting someone up and you and you tell them that like all right i'm going to welcome you and then you do it and then it's like okay where do i go right from there like what do you say right it's like thank you it's like (laughs) thank you for talking about me in ways that are probably true (laughs) right but it's like one of those things where you like you already assume that the person is already grateful for for the opportunity (laughs) otherwise they wouldn't be on the show yeah so, well, when you do your um, on Let's Talk, Let's Talk Comics, which we can yep. jump right into it, which is a um, a great podcast that you just started about four well, months ago? Yeah, a couple months ago. Uh, you're on episode 17 or 18 right now, I do believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so about four months ago. Yeah, so yeah, when you do that, you do nice, eloquent, thought-out, uh, all-encompassing all introductions for your guests on that <laughs> show. Um, are they, is that thing that you edit in beforehand or after afterwards, or are they actually sitting there on the other line? No, I um, I warn them and I say, look, you know, it's going to be real awkward if I just say, hey, so and so, welcome, because you know, so so I do a fake intro that's sort of the same. I say sort of the same thing. I mean, I don't go too far because sometimes I'll get something like, "Thanks for that lovely introduction," and I'm like, "Ah, crap!" Now I'm stuck with it. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I hear that um, sometimes, and I'm like, "Wow, were they sitting this?" Sitting there through that gush fest, nice. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's it's actually really funny. Like when I when I started it, like I, I did a lot of research, right? So like I, I listened to a bunch of different podcasts to just see, and and my two main uh, non comics related inspirations were uh, Aisha Tyler and uh, Kevin Pollock. Okay. Um, uh, what is Aisha Tyler's podcast? Does she have a podcast? Uh, Girl on Guy. Oh, that's what's wow. Yeah. I love I love Aisha Tyler, so I should yeah. listen to that. Yeah, she's she's got a fan, she's got a fantastic show, and it's one of those things <laughs> where, um, you, you know, really good shows come from two people who are really in or or know how an industry or a business works. Yeah. Um, and and so 
So, you know, Kevin's show, it's funny because he has his guests there live because he does it. His is a video stream that he does either on YouTube or or something. Um, I, I don't know because I only listen to the audio. But he does like a five-minute introduction where he talks to his like stooges who are there, essentially yeah. like his producer and his wife. And the guest is literally sitting there for five minutes waiting to be <laughs> spoken to. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's awkward. I don't want to do that. That's how um, Never Not Funny, if you ever listen to Jimmy Pardo's uh, podcast, Never Not Funny, um, the free version that he would put on iTunes would be like the first 15 minutes of an episode, 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, and so I would listen to that. So it's like, I got 20 minutes an episode. That's fine. But the, it, it was like a running joke where he would do 10 minute introductions of guests <laughs> and he would chastise them if they interjected or if they tried <laughs> to talk during those 10 minutes. Um, like I remember specifically the rich summer episode. Uh, he talked for like 12 of the 15 minutes and I was like, okay, I got three minutes of him talking to rich summer. I guess this is why he makes you pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get the two hour episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the thing, and then and then like I'll listen to I'll listen to a bunch of different like wrestling podcasts too. And um, now like now if you're a retired wrestler, you have a podcast. Apparently. Oh wow! Yeah, like Stone Cold's got one. Chris Jericho's got one. Um, Colt Cabana, uh, I'll listen to, but I mean he's he's more of an indie guy. But but when I did this, I I hate podcasts that start with. This like ten minute businessy shilly introduction, and I, yeah. and I I say this now, right? And of course, I'm <laughs> sure in like a month that's going to be my that's going to be my thing. But I mean, you know, for right now, I I don't have any advert, you know, ad, any advertising because my I, when I set out to do this, I I did this because there wasn't a podcast like that's not going to sound like a complete egomaniac right now, but there wasn't a podcast like let's talk comics out there where it was just essentially a walk down memory lane with a creator, how they got in, why they got in, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And so before I left Marvel, I almost pitched the idea to them because I figured, well, if I want something like this, I'm going to have to make it. And, when I, when I was at Marvel, I had no time. So I, figured, so I figured, well, I'll just get them to pay me to do it, and I could just do it during work. Yeah, and for the, for the, for the listener, uh, you, were, you worked in the publicity for Marvel Comics. Uh, that yeah. is right. I started yeah. out in sales, and then I worked my, uh, finagled my way into PR and marketing. Which, for, uh, which is why I mentioned that the old, if you go listen to the old Word Balloon uh, yeah. roundtables, because John Centris would just put the entire conference call yeah. on Word Balloon, which <laughs> – is fascinating, interesting listening. I enjoy yeah. it, uh, yeah. but you know, your your voice is all up in that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it's and so it was a thing where it was just like, uh, but then yeah, then I was like, oh, well, then I was like, oh, well, it's time to leave. Um, not time to leave. That, that sounds terrible. I, I mean, it was my I, I left Marvel and I said, well, crap. Now I have a whole bunch of time. I can actually do this myself. Um, and so, so really it was just like a, a hobby thing. Right. And like, I, I, I assume anyone who starts one of these things re- figures that they, they like, I figured it was not going to take off. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. They reached out to a bunch of friends and a, and a bunch of my friends are like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. No problem. And I'm like, okay, great. So this thing's going to sit in a little bit of a vacuum and something that I wanted to to have to listen to on my commute to work. I now 
I still don't have because you, listen, you make it because I make it. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, they, people seem to really really dig it, and the the feedback has really been uh, what's kept me going. Um, you know, it's one of those things where where like someone you don't know when when someone you don't know says, "Hey, I really like this show." Yeah, that's like, oh yeah, there are people out there. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's the weird thing. It's like, oh, I guess I have to keep doing this. There's yeah, an expectation. I, I feel obligated. I don't want to let people down. Where a, a, I record. One of the luxuries I have is that my my show is not time sensitive, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I, what I want my shows to be, I want them to be evergreen. I want the evergreen to a point, right? Because like, inevitably, I'm going to get to a point where ten years down the road, a creator is either going to be dead, picked up a drug habit, or just not doing comics anymore. Yeah. And um, you know, when I get up to, so what are you doing today? <clears throat> you know, it's it's going to be dated. But for the most part, you know, they're they're fairly evergreen, and that's that's what I want, right? And then, but at the same time, uh, I can only I can only talk to Brian Bendis once. Yeah, because you get right. his story, his like how to break his story. That's it. Yeah, but but even but even then, um, you know when I I record because I'm so afraid of being caught with my pants down or just not ready or having an emergency, I'll record maybe four in a week. Oh wow! Just to keep myself ahead, and then I'll maybe do like one one week maybe i'll skip a week and then i'll do two but anything to keep me so far ahead so i i, I don't have to worry and panic about it oh yeah because that's yeah. one of my biggest fears going into this where like people expect this and now i'm gonna be i'm gonna be caught in a scheduling kerfuffle and it's just gonna be terrible how many are you sitting on right now i am sitting on four god whoa yeah, and I, man yeah and i've got i've got two more scheduled next week so Jeez. Uh, so yeah. So if you haven't uh, listeners, listeners, if you haven't checked out Let's Talk Comics, it is. I think it has gotten such a huge response because it does feel it does fill the void that you accurately assessed existed. Um, because I, I like Pat Loika does really good interviews, but his podcast isn't specifically an interview podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he gets guests just like you who I have like never heard talk before, and I want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know yeah. your podcast is specifically that it's every week a new interview that is a long interview too, which is yeah. another thing that yeah I don't think happens all that often. No, well, and the thing was is that like I lived Project of the Week for five years. Yeah, like that was my my job yeah. was to make sure that you knew what the Project of the Week was, um, and so. So I like I and it's nothing against anyone who does a show like that, right? Like like there there is a uh, you can tell very easily who the good podcasts in that arena are because I mean obviously you know they're the ones that you hear about. Yeah. But I could never get into shows um that were just guys sitting around a table and just Sticking around talking about comics, yeah. Um, in, in in a way that that doesn't that there's no narrative to, right? Like like it's you know I feel like it's very easy to fall into a trap where you know it's it's literally like 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 I guess there's some appeal that like make it feel like you're hanging out with friends and you know you're sitting in that room yeah, yeah. With, with them, um, but 
But, but when it comes to like creator interviews, you're hearing the same thing you would read on a website. Yeah. And there's no, and, and sometimes they go on to tangents and, and go off on tangents. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, but like, like Paul Montgomery, duh, his uh, Sunday conversation column at oh, CBR yeah, great. are fantastic. Um, and it makes me so jealous. And it's one of those things where he, he's officially my nemesis. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. I think I think I've said it a few times, but I'm I'm gonna say it here too. He's my nemesis. I think Paul lives on uh, cultivating nemes nemesis. <laughs> well, there was a there was a, a period of time where we were literally interviewing the same people yeah. in a given week. They've just been like, really, really, Paul. Like like I've got I was talking to Chris Somney uh, a couple weeks ago. Ooh, I mean, that one hasn't come out yet, has it? No, no, no. That'll right. be in Ooh, two weeks. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's a great guy. I was talking to talking to Somni and I asked him a question. He goes, "Oh, that's so funny. I just I was just talking to someone else. I think I was just talking to Paul about this." And I was like, "That Paul, <laughs> damn uh, it!" Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the things that me and Matt uh, strive for with our show because um, every other episode is a book club episode where we talk about an evergreen book usually. Um, and when we have comic creators on, we specifically ask them to talk about a book that is not theirs. Right. Which I think people get to hear, you know, Kelly Sue DeConnick talking about Captain Marvel a bunch. When she was on our show, she talked about Planetary. Um, and I think that offers listeners original content. Like, no yeah, one is well, no one on the internet is going to interview a comic book writer about something that they're not promoting. Which, that's fine for the internet, but for podcasts, let's try and do something a little bit different. Which I think is, you know, where all this stuff is fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, and another reason why I started the show was because... When I was working at Marvel, I I got to know these people, right? I got to know the creators. I got to hear, you know, random stories here and there that were fascinating. Absolutely fascinating stuff that you would never find in an interview. Not because, um, you know, an interviewer, would, an interviewer would think to ask because obviously there's a task at hand and they want to, you know, get the job done. But um, so I, I wanted to get these stories out of you know, these people. And it just gives, I feel like the the benefit that I, I would say, and going on my ego trip here again, but the benefit <laughs> that a creator would have coming on my show would uh, give them depth, right? So, and, and to show that there is more behind the pencil, there's more behind the script, there's more, you know, behind the, the personality that you see online. Um, than, than, than what you see or read. And that's been another thing that just has really kept me going because the, the stories that I've been able to get at, I just sit there fascinated. Oh, um, yeah. Because, well, because the thing, it's like I've done 17 episodes now. Not one has been the same. No, And, and yeah. I'm not going to find one that's the same. Well, I mean, especially, like, I mean, the Declan Shalvey's episode, I, I love that episode because it felt like, even He's though, for me... Accent. Yeah, yeah. For one thing, it's like the I I said on Twitter, like the Irish accent might be the best accent, <laughs> uh, just because it always sounds. And it might also be something about um, the Irish demeanor or just the way they raise them over there. But yep. it's always the a lot of the Irish people I've met in the comic book industry are just the nicest, most humble, uh, gracious. Remember you, like also like <laughs> just very nice people, and then you couple it with that accent, and it's just like man. I could listen to this all day. <laughs> but, I mean, his story was amazing. Like, all the working as, like, a cold delivery person. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> like, yeah, right? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, spoiler and, and, and alert. Dude, dude's, working with, dude's working with Warren Ells right now, drawing, doing Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, that's, like, that, that's the crazy thing. And it's the thing, it's like, even still, like, um, uh, another thing that, that I'm starting to branch out a bit more now is to get some, uh, a few more business people, right? Um, like, I have, uh, I did one with, you know, I did one with Ryan Panagos, obviously. Yeah, because which was amazing. If we're going to talk about, you know, I mean, that, that's an entirely different avenue that someone could potentially take to to get somewhere yeah ryan ryan is agent m for marvel he handles a lot of their social media um he's the editorial director of marvel.com that's right one of my current boss type people (laughs) for Um, for marvel.com but i'm also like i'm also going to talk to uh you know the svp of sales at marvel david gabriel yeah i'm uh, going to get him on um, I'm going to talk to uh, Dinesh over at Valiant, um, and I want to. And you know, I've got a few editors lined up: Steve Wacker, um, uh, Son of Aminat, uh You know, just a, just a few. You know, uh, I want to diversify. You know, a bunch of people. I'm, I'm going to talk to Ron Richards uh, at Image. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because 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 he's got an interesting you know sort of track as well. I mean, he started out doing iFanboy, and you know, now he's working for Image and. Um, but, but he's got an entire, but like outside of iFanboy, Ron's got a crazy background in, um, you know, just how the internet works essentially. Um, and so because, because for someone like me, like I got into Marvel because I listened to an interview that the iFanboy guys did with Jim McCann, former marketing maven, now comic writer, uh, Mind, does he has mind the gap uh right, he did did some hawkeye and hawkeye mockingbird, mockingbird stuff back at yep. marvel big big hawkeye fan big mockingbird fan yeah <laughs> yep. uh, also a huge dazzler fan oh oh yeah how did i forget yeah, his dazzler? How, how could you forget yeah um but yeah so so i shot i shot the fanboy guys an email and i was just like hey i i was at college at the time i was like i need an internship and i can't think of anywhere better to intern than marvel right can you put me in contact with jim mccann uh, and it took them a little while to get back to me. So I thought it was a little bit of a lost cause, but then Ron emailed me back and was like, Hey, uh, sorry. It took so long to get back to you. We just wanted to make sure it was cool for us to give you Jim's email address. And then the rest was magic. And then I emailed Jim McCann and I started interning at Marvel. It's um, that easy. Everybody that easy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to work uh, hard or <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is just email the guys in charge. But you yeah. know what? And, and he he is going to kill me for for even <laughs> suggesting this, but if you're if you're a college student and you want to intern at Marvel, email Chris Delando at Marvel dot com and uh, and let him know you're interested. Have a good resume. I mean that helps. And you need yeah. to be you need to want to work in marketing or sales and PR. Um, otherwise, because the thing I. <laughs> I was in charge of hiring all the interns at Marvel. Oh, wow. And I think in my time there, I hired 40 of them. Um, maybe more. But the thing that that always was, was a little disheartening um, was where that, like, I mean, there are a ton of people who just want to work at Marvel, right? Like, you don't even have to be a, a comic creator or whatever. You just, to, to work at Marvel is a dream gig for anybody. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to remember that it's a it's a business, and it needs to have people who can do the businessy things. 
right? Yeah, you and, don't need you don't need to. Um, it's not about like you being able to cite specific facts about Marvel no. lore as it is like about doing the job. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so and that was and so and so I, I'd get a bunch of I get a, I would get a bunch of kids who were just like I'll never forget the the question I probably got the most was so uh, can I meet Brian Michael Bendis? Jeez. It's like, is he is he here? He is incredibly not there. He is he is as far away from the Marvel offices as like he is in Portland. <laughs> he is on the other side of the country. Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, and so I don't I don't even understand that thought process of like I'm interviewing for a, an internship that could change my life. I definitely need to ask if I can meet someone. <laughs> I definitely make it need to make it seem like I'm only here to meet people. That's the interview. That's the interview key. <laughs> or like the question I always asked was why Marvel? And the question, I, the answer I got back the most was, "I want to be, I want to, I want to make my own comic someday." I'm like, and the marketing department is not the one that you're gonna be. Yeah, and also like you can make then good, go start that. You can do that yeah. right now. Right, right. <laughs> Here's exactly. a pen and paper. Yeah, empower that's the thing, and, that, and that's and that's the thing that I that I say all the time. I think in my show is that like the. It, it's been said time and time and time and time and time again. The way to break into comics is to make your own comics. Make yeah, if, if anyone out there is like me and wants to do that crazy thing for some reason, <laughs> uh, the Sam Humphreys episode of your show was uh-huh. incredibly inspiring. Um, I listened to that while I was driving. Because we have to get into this eventually. When I was driving from St. Louis to Nashville, back up to New York, somewhere in there, because I am from Tennessee... Uh, I listened to the Sam Humphreys episode, which is all about that, and it was inspiring. It's so, his his hustling game and his drive is great. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing where it's like there is so much more to comics than than just making comics. And someone like Sam figured figured it out quick. Yeah, um, you know, like the essentially like the infrastructure of the system and. Um, you know, just how to get word out and, and how to get it in front of people. People just think like, if I start a we- if I have my comic on a website, people will come and buy it. I go, no, you have to go to where the people are going to buy comics. Yeah. And you know, I mean, with things like Comicsology Submit and things like that, it does make it a little bit easier. But even then, you're still sort of stuck amongst a ton of comics, sort of on one small screen. Where if you go to a retailer and say, I think you're going to really like this comic. Do you mind ordering a few or Hey, I'll give you ten copies, you know, uh, to sell. And if you like more, let me know, and you can buy more of issue two to me. Excuse me. Um, like, like those retailers, they're going to be the ones who are going to put, you know, put comics in front of eyes. Yeah. Uh, and and it's like, and it feel like it's like a hidden, dirty secret that you know that's a way to to really get people sort of looking at your work but but it's not it's there it's a thing that you can do it's a whole it's a whole other skill set i mean we have this problem i mean all the comedy things i do in new york city it's like mm-hmm. in, in addition to being funny and having to write and perform things you also have to know how to publicize it and tell people to come to it yeah. <laughs> which is which is they're not the same skills like comedians and publicists like the venn diagram is not a circle like there's <laughs> there's a little bit of overlap there and one thing i've noticed with your podcast is you've been very aggressive with uh politely aggressive uh the good way of aggressive uh the aggressive that works uh with 
with publicizing your podcast um, and being present on social media. I mean, how much how much of that is instinctual and how much of that is like a plan? Like, do you have a plan with your with your marketing? My it's so funny now that I've I've been doing this and I've been doing it for for a little while and it's been getting, you know, some buzz. Um, My wife wishes I had I had a, a business plan put together. Yeah. I don't. It's it's instinctual. I mean, I know where I know where the the people are. I know where the eyes are. I know where I want to grow the audience, um, and and so that's right now where where I'm I'm targeting uh, every so my my goal is essentially to have one tent pole like one really big creator a month, and I and I generally think to schedule them in the second or third week of the month. Um, because then I look at my numbers essentially on a, like a month by month basis. Right. So I want to just yeah. make sure that my numbers for March are higher than my numbers for February. And if they're not, then I need to, then I figure out like, did something I thought would work, work or not work? Um, like just this past week I had, uh, Christopher Daniels on uh, a wrestler, uh, from, um, and yes. he, he reaches a, a completely different audience. Yeah. And he's not necessarily a creator per se, but I like to think that my show is more about the creative process than this is than, you know, specifically comics. I mean, obviously it's about comics, but, um, so I, so I, I you know, I shot Chris and uh, shot Chris an email cause I know he's a huge, huge comics fan and he's a, a really, really good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and I said, let's, you know, let's talk comics. Um, is that how you address every email? That's how I. That's how I. <laughs> you sign I, off. The subject. Well, the subject of every email is "Let's Talk Comics," <laughs> because it works as it works. It's got many uses, but um, but yeah, and so so I, I I look at different ways to try and see like who I can get and when um, to hopefully have like the umbrella effect, right or. The, sorry, no, the waterfall effect, where essentially they'll come in for the big name and then they'll stay around and look around and see who else I've got. Yeah. And yeah. in the beginning, you know, it worked great. Now it works even better because I've got so many other episodes, you know, that are already done that they people can really just I, I get so many tweets or emails saying I listen to so and so. It's my new favorite podcast. I'm listening to them all now. Yeah, because, I mean, when I discovered podcasts, that's what I would do uh, if they were evergreen, which yeah. I think we both have discovered with each of the podcasts. Uh, <laughs> that is a smart thing to do um, because yeah. we, we get, like, iTunes reviews or people on Twitter saying the exact same thing. Like, I went back and listened to this one episode from a while ago because it's about an evergreen topic. And it's, you know, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, tooting my own horn just then. <laughs> <laughs> I write all the iTunes reviews for this show. That's, that's what I'm admitting to. Well, and so, but uh, but also, um, like, you know, obviously some of the bigger episodes I've had are like Dan Slott and uh, and Brian Bendis, um, you know, Rick Remender, uh, you know, and I've got I've got other you know bigger names coming up that I don't necessarily want to spoil because they're. I haven't scheduled them down yet, so I don't want to jinx them. But, yeah. um, but you know, obviously, I want to talk to people like Scott Snyder and Rob Kirkman, Mark Millar. Uh, like they're all on my hit list, but I don't want to do them week after week after week. 
Yeah, uh, you have to space them out. Yeah, and well, and, and at the same time, like I, I also don't just want to focus on gigantic name creators exactly. because uh, because because someone who's looking to get started may not necessarily be able to relate. Like it may still feel like too far of a journey to get to, right? So when you take someone like uh, Christian Ward, who who I just interviewed a couple weeks ago who's really only been in comics for, for a really short period of time, but in the time he's really been able to, you know, make a name for himself. Um, I feel like that's much easier to relate to and, and to show that, yes, you can you can still do it. Like, I even think, um, like, Dave Marquez is a great example of that. Yeah. Um, where, you know, just, just hard work and dedication, and you, you know, you'll get to, to where you need to be. Well, it's uh, even if... You know, if you want to inspire people that want to make comics in order to make comics by by presenting these, like, how they happened stories. So, like, Bendis got into comics in a totally different way from, you know, Charles Soule or Sam Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Like, just the invention of the internet over the past ten years. Um, that's also why you would want to spread out, like, varying levels of, like, uh, popularity and also experience. Because everyone's stories are different. Um, right. Everyone that's breaking into comics, like, right now, their stories are going to be different from people five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because even as... That was the thing, like, listening to Ryan's episode, realizing, like, Twitter's only been around for, was it seven years now? Seven or eight years? Like, uh, eight years. Yeah. Uh, and that Ryan was one of the first ones. And, like, before that, it was all MySpace. Like, that all seems so long ago. Right. But also, like, not that long ago. It's weird. It's crazy. It's crazy, the world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I, also, I do want to talk to you about, uh, you left New York City, mm-hmm. and you went to... Are you living? You're, are you in Franklin or Nashville? I am in Franklin right now. <laughs> because it says so on your tweets. That's, yeah, <laughs> and also I stalk you. I'm outside your house right now. No, it's, it's, it's actually really funny you say that. Um, I've got a another buddy of mine uh, who is another wrestler because apparently all my friends are either wrestlers or in comics. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, right, obviously. <laughs> um, noticed that my tweet said I was tweeting from Franklin and I got a phone call and he was like, wait, are you serious? Are you really in Franklin right now? And I was like, yeah, I just moved here. And he was like, shut the fuck up. I was like, can, I, can, we, can I go for it? Go for it. Do whatever. Um, we earn our MA. <laughs> uh, and yeah. And, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm just moving to the Nashville area. And he's like, that's awesome. We should hang. We have to hang out now all the time. And I'm like, oh, and like, and he likes to drink like, oh. a lot. And it's just like, oh, crap. yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah. So I I left the the warm embrace, the warm cold cold embrace, horrifically of, uh, cold embrace. You got out <laughs> at the right time. Yeah, uh, of New York. Um, it's one of those things where. My wife and I have been living in New York for about 10 years. And you're from uh, the area, too, right? I'm from the area. I, yeah. I grew up on Long Island. Yeah. Uh, my wife is from upstate New York, and we went, We met uh, in college, went to Pace University. And so we had lived in, lived in the city throughout college and, and after college. Um, and, it, and it got to the point where, you know, we, we both had really, you know, fancy jobs. I was working at Marvel. She was working at Food Network. Um, but... When it came down, when it came down to like future planning as responsible adults, yeah, uh, New York was not going to be something. It was not going to be a feasible option for us. Yeah, 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 that makes and, sense. Um, and and it was just one of those things where it's just like, like we both had very unique upbringings, right? Like my, my wife is from the country, I'm from the suburbs, 
um, you know, from the suburbs when, when it was safe to, to, you know, ride your bike from town to town and not worry about, you know, getting abducted. Or, yeah. But your or, wife is from the country of upstate New York. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is, which I think being from Tennessee, that is a thing that we don't know exists. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because in Tennessee growing up, I thought literally the entire state of New York was Seinfeld. <laughs> and then when I started working at wizard and I had to go to just, just to Rockland County, I was like, Oh, Okay. And it looks like this too. Well, I'll say, like, and, and when I say upstate, I mean like up upstate. Yeah. Like past Albany, Syracuse area, um, you know, uh, country. Like, I remember the first time we I drove up with her, uh, we probably, it was probably my first time past Albany in like a decade. And uh, we passed by a cow pasture. Yeah. I saw a yeah. cow out the window and I flipped my shit i said oh my god there's a cow out there and she's like oh oh if this is how you're going to react to every cow we should probably just turn around <laughs> we're going to get you a sedative or something yeah. so like how is she reacting to like nashville's style of country and also yourself this is a i'm fascinated by this it's i, I you know, it's it's funny i loved any instance where i got to take a weekend to go visit my in-laws upstate yeah um i loved it and i never thought it never crossed my mind immediately you know sort of uh when i was up there visiting that i could ever live like that right like it was one of those things where i always sort of thought about in a romantic notion but i never you know sort of saw myself being like oh this is something i'm gonna do and then and then it just sort of hit us. Like it was one of those things where like we were thinking for a while that we knew we were going to leave New York. We didn't know how, we didn't know why, and we didn't know when. Yeah. But we knew it was going to happen. And then, you know, we both found opportunities down here and we decided to just we said, "Well, we we both found opportunities at the same time. I can't think of a better sign. So let's just do it." And so we did it, and I was like, "Oh man, I am used to everything being open till 2 a.m. Uh, I'm used to like, and then even out on Long Island, if I needed to go somewhere, it was a five minute car ride, uh, 10 minutes. If I was going really far, um, like, you know, everything was just super, super close. We came, we came to visit. And, I, and when we came to sort of scout the area, it was probably the nicest day in August that we could have ever come, come down to visit. Like it, it was dry. It wasn't too hot hot like it was just it was a really really nice day and i was like i i could live here this is nice everyone i was talking to being like don't get used to this like it, it's it's not like this and i'm like okay thanks for selling me on this and uh see you later um but then it was one of those things where you know you're just looking around it's just like the the cost of living is incredibly different which is you know something that i feel like I always thought cost of living was something that people talked about, but never really existed. Um, it's like a hamburger is going to cost the price of a hamburger, no matter where you go. No, but it's all the things that like you're still paying for anyway, that may like insurance is cheaper. Obviously, you know, car insurance is holy cow. It's like that alone. I'm like, that's, that's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I had a car both in, I had the same car in New York and also in Tennessee. And yeah, yeah there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, but, but the city and, but Nashville as a city 
is great. It's it's young. It's uh, becoming increasingly more artsy. Yeah, it's, it's changing a lot. I it's wish that. Clean. Yeah, I wish that I was in college now in Nashville instead of I. I'm from Murfreesboro. I went to college in Murfreesboro middle, mm-hmm. in, at MTSU. So like Nashville was our like going away to see a concert. Um, have you found comic book stores that you like? <laughs> there's there's one near me that's really not that great. Um, like they don't, they don't carry image stuff. They don't really carry trades, which is really, I'm just like, what really? They're primarily, they're primarily a gaming store. Um, and they only carry like Marvel and DC stuff. Um, and so I'm just like, ah, crap. Uh, but there's a, there's a good one. I think it's Rick's comic city. I've only been to once. That's actually really, really good. Um, but that's, but that's, I, I, I've become so digital now, which is not even, like I fully embraced it. It's one, I mean, it's one of those things. I think like that's the thing, and it was one of those things. Like that was something I had to figure out and work on when I was working at Marvel. It was like, you know, who are these people? Who are the people buying digital comics? And 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 it's me. I'm buying them now because I have a shitty comic store, or you know, or there isn't one that's super close to me. Whereas like living in New York, get spoiled. Yeah, it's yeah. There. spoiled, and. Uh, even living out on Long Island, there was a ton of great comic shops that, you know, that weren't, weren't too far away. And, and I got to a place where like, oh my God, there's no, there's no place to get comics. And so then I just started buying, like the thing I, the thing I miss actually a lot is, um, the, a good comics shop atmosphere, right? Where it's like. Wednesday, everyone's excited. Everyone's talking about their books. Um, that I miss, but yeah, and so and so I'm, I'm primarily digital now. But, um, but like, Nashville's got a great growing food scene, which, thank God, like, <laughs> like it's it. Well, I mean, my wife and I are we're true foodies, and we were living in Williamsburg, so like, we're, and and that is just like. Just foodie heaven. Um, and so that was one of the things like that was that was something that we did research in before considering moving down here. It was like if there is not if there is not a good food scene, then no, it's not a place that we're going to to move to. Um, because on the flip side, like moving down here is going to afford us more time to do things. And uh, and so one of those things that we want we would like to use spend that time doing is eating. Um, but I mean, a lot of that comes from like, my wife loves to cook. I mean, she worked at Food Network. Have you guys gone uh, to that really uh, Jenny's? Jenny's uh, Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream or whatever? Uh, no, not yet. It's on my it's on my hit list. Yeah, we every time we've gone home, me and my boyfriend have gone, and he became obsessed with that place, <laughs> and he bought the cookbook immediately, like while we were there, and then nice. while we we're still on oh, vacation, wait, wait, wait. he wait. ordered an ice cream maker. <laughs> No, actually, you know what? Yes, I have because it was. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, like it's there. They opened there's they opened one in East Nashville, um, that is near an, a brand new ramen place that just opened up. Two Ten Jack. See, yeah, and, it's starting to get stuff. Yeah, like like well, that was the thing. It's like so obviously I'm fr- I'm very good friends with Janet Lee, who's yeah. a, a Nashville native, and um, she shot us an email being like they're opening a ramen place, and I was like, oh, thank God, because. I mean that. I mean that was that's that's a that and Italian food are the two things that I miss the most. 
Have you, did you get a chance to go to uh, any comic conventions? Do you know what that scene is like down there? Um, I think I just missed one. Like it, it, one was going on right when I moved in, and so I, ju- I just missed it. Janet mentioned she was going, and I didn't have the opportunity to go. But uh, I think it was a Wizard World too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but are you a big con guy? Like, did did Marvel get to send you to a bunch of shows? Um, I, oddly enough, no, not really. But Marvel, Marvel never really did shows, um, and uh, and when they did, it was like the, essentially the, the the bigger shows. Um, I I had gone to a few of the smaller ones that were in New York. Uh, I I like them because I mean I like the, uh, I mean it, obviously depending on who's there. Like I, I go for the the creators because. For me, it was more about like an opportunity to hang out with friends I haven't seen in a while, type thing, um, and and so yeah, and it's, I mean that's one of the things where it's like I like going into next year. One of the things I want to do is do a bit more cons um, because uh, I'd like to take the show on the road. Yeah, exactly. Um, you should do Heroes and, Con. Yeah, it's close. Oh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Well, it's the thing. It's like, and like, I, I wanna, I wanna start doing, um, you know, the I start, I wanna start doing the shows because I, have, I have the free time to do them now, which is like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, are there any, uh, like, who would be your dream guest for Let's Talk Comics? Is there someone that you either really want to interview or that you might be too intimidated to interview? Who's on that pedestal? John Byrne. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so here's the thing. <laughs> I I came into comics late. Yeah. Uh, and so older creators that everyone has an affinity for, I I just never I never got into. So like John Byrne, oh, Simon, gotta get Simon into John Byrne. Oh yeah, I mean like, like, <laughs> like um. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love, I totally respect their work and like looking back on it, whatever. And like, I totally get, but I, I just wasn't there, you know? And, um, and, uh, like I'd love to, and I'd love to get you know, like Walt Simonson's on my hit list and I'd love to get him like, and, uh, I really want to get shake in on the show because <laughs> I did a f- I, oh man, that guy has stories. I remember the when I was interning at Marvel, uh, I was helping Jeff Sutter with the Mighty Marvel podcast, um, which I don't think he's re-picked back up. But uh, we were interviewing Chaikin, and the only room that was available was Dan Buckley's office because <laughs> Dan Buckley was like out on uh, doing some business thing. He is the publisher. The publisher Marvel Comics, uh, yeah. at Marvel. And... Uh, so, so this is the first time I'm in Dan Buckley's office and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Chaikin walks in and he's shooting the shit and cursing up a storm yep. for a good half hour before we even get started. And he was just going on with just story after story after story. I'm like, I need to get, and he's just <laughs> got this, like, if there, were, if there was anyone who had a, has a radio voice, it is Howard Chaikin. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I I'd love to get. Uh, I just, I'm trying to think. I really want to interview Liefeld. 
Oh yeah, he's all. Like, he's a very interesting interview. I always yeah. like the uh, uh, word balloon interviews with him. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me let me pull up my list. Oh, a list. <laughs> <Got> a list. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's the thing. It's like it, it's because I started in comics so late. Uh, a lot of like the. Than big names that are you know now like the big names that are now like I I know and it's, and it's one of those things like like oh look at me name drop name drop name drop oh yeah well I you were on the ground it. floor of their I career yeah it's like I can't I can't I can't I don't have enough bags to carry all these names I'm dropping um and so so a lot of them are just like you know folks who I've uh you know followed um and and have known over the years but like uh. You know, I don't. I don't think I know how Jeff Johns broke into comics. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, looking. You know, um, I I love talking to to people on the other on the other side of the pond or who, who live in different com- uh, countries because it, it's amazing that like comics is truly a global medium. Like Assad Ribic. Uh, it lives in Croatia where with the money that he's making living in Croatia, he's like the king of Croatia. And like, and like, and like even like some of the guys who are like really big in the nineties, like Joe man, um, who were like discovered really, really young. Um, I'd love to talk to Tim sale. Uh, yeah. Bruce, Tim is high on that list. Um, you know, so like it, it, it really varies. Uh, you know, I was thinking to myself the other day, and I was just like, God, maybe maybe I should get Stan on the show. And I'm just like, one, I don't know how, I mean, <laughs> I could try to make that happen, but, like, I, I don't even know what I'd say. I don't even know what I'd ask. Because I feel like, like, he's been around so long that no matter what question I come up with, it's going to be a question he's heard 60 times already. Yeah, and also, I feel like he's one of the people that, I don't know, I feel like his story of how he broke in, I would just like... a shtick. I would like, shtick. I would just like to someone to ask Stanley questions about what he does now. Like, what yeah. is his day-to-day now? Yeah. I don't really need to That's... hear the whole, like, I was trying to think of a character, and I saw a spider, and I said, <laughs> what if, like... I know. I know that. <laughs> uh, I want to, like, like, what he eats for breakfast. <laughs> Like, uh, I love talking to Simone Bianchi um, because uh, every time, every time I've, I've spoken to him on the phone, uh, he's, he's, he's incredibly nice. One of the nicest guys uh, in comics. Yeah. But um, it was so funny. I was, I was doing a press call. God, what was it for? Oh, it was for the, the him and Jeff Loeb's second Wolverine story, the Sabretooth arc. Yeah. And uh, doing a press call with him, and, and uh, Simone, I think he showed up like a couple minutes late. And Jeff Loeb's like, "I've got this." He's like, "Don't worry, I've got this vision of you just like walking, like walking into your your mansion of a house off the beach, you know, with <laughs> just you know women at your side and you're drinking and just like that's how that's how I picture it." And. Uh, so I imagine anytime I'm getting an email from Simone, I'm like interrupting something. Um, <laughs> something from a music well, video. Something. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, as we as we near the end of the episode, um, at the end of your episodes, you usually ask hypothetical questions. So yes. um, 
I'll I'll piggyback off my last question and ask, like, are there any uh, comic book characters that you imagine would be an interesting interview or that you would want to interview? Ooh. Um. Hmm. Uh, Nick Fury, for one, because it would be great to just get lost in his lies, essentially. <laughs> because I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get you'll get any straight no answers out of zero, yeah, truth. no truth. <laughs> but, um, but I feel like interviewing interviewing Nick Fury would be like interviewing Jim Steranko. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's just like you just get crazy ass stories. <laughs> Uh, crazy ass stories well told right <laughs> awesome great uh, well thank you so much for being on the show hey thanks I really appreciate it this has been a lot of fun yeah that's been very fun I enjoy talking about Nashville with, with anyone <laughs> um, so uh, where can people find you and your mini projects on the internet uh, let's talk comics.com is where you can find an archive of all of my episodes of the show um you can find Let's Talk Comics really anywhere you type in Let's Talk Comics. So Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google+, Tumblr. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. and then, Or you can just follow me on Twitter, uh, Jim Viscardi, V-I-S-C-A-R-D-I. Um, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much where I hang out. Thanks again to Jim Viscardi for coming on the show and talking to us. If you're interested... And more about Matt and Brett Love Comics, you can go to mattandbrettlovecomics.com uh, where you can check out some of our back issues, like the time that we talked to uh, wrestler Christopher Daniels about Thor, God of Thunder, or when we talked to Kelly Sue DeConnick about Planetary, or when we talked to Ryan Stegman about Daniel Klaus's The Death Ray. Uh, we love hearing from our listeners, so tell us what you think about this and any past episode, unless you want to comment on my horrible, horrible uh, microphone trauma. Uh, I'm very aware of it. I'm very, very aware. Uh, you can go to our website or Facebook page at facebook.com slash theylovecomics. Let us know what you think. You can find links to all of me and Matt's social media presence under the Who Loves Comics tab on the website. And if you fancy what you've heard here today, um, again, my audio aside... Please rate and review the show in iTunes. Most importantly, all of you are our best spokespeople, so tell your friends about this show and tell them that you like it and tell them to listen to it. As always, thanks to our producer, Ben Regeeb, and until next time, this is Brett, and along with Matt, we both love comics. Comics.